Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... to begin our little entertainment by quoting for your edification, perhaps your mystification, four unfamiliar lines by a little-known poet. His name was Christopher Cranch. He died in 1892, and this is what he wrote. Thought is deeper than all speech, feeling deeper than all thought. Souls to souls can never teach what unto themselves was taught. You want to live? Or you want to die? Why, I... I... Well, which? Live or die? Which do you want? Of course, I want... I want to... Can't make up your mind, can you? Our mystery drama, Beyond Belief was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Jada Rowland and Carol Titel. I'll be back shortly with Act One. There's a lot, maybe too much, spoken and written these days about getting in touch with your feelings. As though that's all you have to do to reach your heart's desire. Well, I'm going to tell you here and now that the feelings you think you want to confront can scare you half to death. If you don't believe me, listen to this story. Charlie, you want to take over the front desk now? I promised my wife this once I'd be on time for dinner. I took an oath on my mother's grave. Sir, please. What do you say, Charlie? Please, sir? Oh, yes, miss. Uh, Are you a policeman? I am. What can I do for you? Is this... New York? Yes, ma'am. This is New York. New York City? Yes, ma'am. I I thought so. You're right in the heart of Brooklyn, New York. City, New York. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, wait a minute. Come back here. You're from out of town, right? I think so. You think so, don't you know? Yes, I I know. I'm, I'm from out of town. Where out of town? What? Where out of town do you come from? Where do you live? Where's your home? Where did you start out from? We get a lot of young girls like you, you know. They don't like it at home, so they come here. I don't know what they think is going to be here when they get here, but they come anyway. Now, what did you come here for? I... I don't know. Charlie! You want to take over here? Okay, now, why don't you give me your name? Why don't we start out with that? Then we can take it from there. So, what's your name? Look, don't cry. Don't cry now. We're here to help you, you know. You haven't committed a crime, have you? Or have you? I don't know. No, you don't look to me like a lawbreaker. You look to me like a very nice young girl about... How old are you? 17, 18, 19? How old? I don't know. Oh, come on now. I don't know anything. I don't know. 
All right, all right. Now, take it easy. Relax. It's all right. Believe me, it's all right. It's gonna be all right. Take my word for it. Charlie! Come on, will you? Miss, I don't suppose you know your name, do you? And you don't know where your home is either, do you? You don't even know how old you are. Oh, boy. Well, now, look. There's a very good place where they take care of kids like you. And what I'm going to do is... Wait a second. Wait right there. Don't move, okay? Charlie. Charlie, get in here, will you? We got one of those amnesiacs here. Don't know who she is. Don't know from nothing. Memory kaput. You take care of it, will you? I promised my wife. Hey. Miss. Miss. Oh, heck. She split. She's gone. Yes? Can I help you? The... The button came off this coat. You got the button? Or do you want one to match? Well, I, I have the button in the pocket. Ah. You need thread, is that it? Yes, thread. That's a hard shade of green to match, but uh, let's try. Uh, too dark, too light, too much yellow, too blue. Ah, here, how's this one? That's all right. Mm. Heavy enough, do you think? I think so. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, just a minute. Yes? You forgot to pay me. Oh. Is that enough? Enough and more. Your change. Thank you. You're very welcome. Come back sometime. Dan, time to close up. Right away, Mrs. Vesselin. Yeah, inventory tomorrow. Yeah, I'll uh, take care of it. Excuse me. Yes, miss. I think I, I, I need a needle. You got no needle? No. Well, I don't sell only one needle, you understand. I sell needles by the package. Oh, all right. Uh, how much for a package? Don't worry. <laughs> you got enough from the chains. What's the trouble? Yeah, button off her coat. Already she bought the thread. Oh. Look, uh, you want me to sew that button on for you? Dan, there's no need. Well, I just happen to have a needle in my lapel. I always keep one there. It's a habit of mine. Hey, <laughs> see? Okay, now let me have you coat. Ah, you're too good-hearted. Yeah, look who's talking. It's closing time. This won't take a minute. Well, I've got to get dinner. It's very nice of you. It only takes a minute. Mm -hmm. Ah, there's your button. Sew it on tight. Thank you. It's closing time now. Uh, well, hold on there a second, little lady. You know, your lining is hanging down below your coat. Is it? I didn't notice. Well, well uh, come on, come on back here. I'll, I'll fix it. Dan, what are you doing? Well, I got my needle out. You, you don't have to. No, I know I don't have to. I want to. Stand still. Uh, but if you want to close up the shop. Oh, that can wait a minute or two. Dan, you know, sometimes you make me so mad. Uh, speaking of dinner, you were speaking of dinner, Mrs. Vessel? Oh, was I? Yeah, you mentioned it. How about inviting this young lady home for dinner? Well, I don't remember inviting you. Well, no, but... Oh, please, uh, I'll be all right. I, I have some money. Were you going to eat by yourself? Yes. I always do. Always? You got no husband, no family, no friends? I'm all right. You mean in New York? 
You've got no friends, no family here in New York. Is that what you mean? Well, then, where are they? Your family, your friends, where are they? Where do they live? Do, do they know where you are? Do they write to you? Do they call you up? Good heavens, they must be worried out of their senses, not knowing. How could you put them through such torture? How could uh, you... Uh, Mrs. Vessel, uh, leave the poor girl alone. There's something wrong, dear. Wrong? Who can say again something's wrong? To go off, to leave your family or friends? Or is that what happened? Did, did they go off and leave you? Is that it? Don't you know? Or is it that you don't want to tell? Which is it? I... I don't know. Was there some terrible accident? Some awful tragedy? That you should be alone like this? Wandering around all by yourself? Eating all alone? Nobody looking after you? Was it something terrible? I think so. You think so? Don't you know? Mrs. You must Mrs. know. Mrs. Well, you must know what happened to them. To your your father, your your mother, your brothers, your sisters. You must know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have any mother or father or brothers or sisters. I don't know anything. I don't even know who I am. You better... Come home and have dinner with me and Dan. What's for dinner, Mrs. Russell? Walkie party with sauerkraut. Ah, good. What did she say? Walkie party with sauerkraut. What's her... her what she said? Uh, Walkie party. Czechoslovak for Frankfurters. Oh, oh, she's... Uh, check, yeah. But she's been over here 25 years or more. But you're not. Oh, no, me. I'm an American. Born and bred. San Francisco. Oh. You know where San Francisco is? I think so. Long way from here. California. West Coast. I don't think I've ever been there. I'm pretty sure I haven't. Well, this is the East Coast. Yes. New York. Brooklyn. That's what the policeman said. You went to the police? I didn't know anything else to do. I understand. You're all mixed up, aren't you? I don't know who I am. I don't know if I'm anybody. Oh, you're somebody, all right. I'm all disconnected. You know what I mean? I think I do. Yeah. I think I do. Uh, look, uh, here's a bowl of nuts. How about eating a few nuts before dinner, huh? Just want to rummage around in there, huh? Okay. Oh, look, there's pecans. I dearly love pecans. Is that what you call them? Pecans? Well, that's what they are, isn't it? Oh, sure. That's what they are. How did you happen to come to New York... If you don't mind my asking. No. No, I don't mind. I just sort of wound up here. Like you, kind of. You mean you didn't actually set out to come here? No. I just drifted. You see, uh, 
I had a home in San Francisco. I had a business, a hardware store. I had a wife. I had four children. I was doing all right. Very all right. You certainly were. Then one day I came home from work and the house we lived in was on fire. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Going up like a torch. Your wife? Your children? Burned up. Both of them. Everybody I loved burned up. I'm so sorry. Paul really did me in. I gave up and hit the road. Thumbed my way across country. <laughs> I must have been in practically every state in the Union. And I took to drinking. Quite a lot. Actually, I got to be a wino. Cheap red wine, you know. I practically lived on it. And here in Brooklyn, I met Mrs. Vesselin. I see. I don't know if you do. Actually, she picked me up on a park bench. I was trying to mend my shirt. Oh, the needle. <laughs> the one I always carry. I got to have it. <laughs> and Mrs. Vesselin, she said, let me do it. And I let her. And while she was doing it, I started telling her about... Uh, about why I was sussled on wine all the time. About my wife, my children, about them being burned up in the fire. And that led to us being, well, friends. Because we had something in common. Oh. Everybody she loved has been burned up, too. 25 years ago. In a place called Auschwitz. those you love. I suppose there is no greater grief than that, because the one who still lives is left with not only a great load of sorrow, but a load of love, and nothing to do with it. Failure, rejection, poverty, illness, these are all trivial causes for depression. The profound sorrow lies in the loss of those you loved, and will go on loving after they are no longer there to be loved. I'll be back shortly with Act Two. For the National Association of Realtors, this is Greg Morris with On the Home Front. Selling your home calls for many important decisions. What's a fair asking price? What's the best way to attract buyers? How much fixing up should you do? Faced with questions like these, you can easily forget some little things, like keeping the yard clean and the closets uncluttered. But these are important also. By presenting a neat, clean house in good repair, you show your house has been cared for that it's worth buying. Remember, the decision to buy a new home is made with both the head and the heart. The more presentable your home is, the easier it will be for the buyer to fall in love with. For more tips, talk to a Realtor. Realtors support equal opportunity in housing. They know your market and want to help you sell your home quickly and easily. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors, working for America's property owners. metronome of life, and it is not always death which occasions the loss. Jealousy, selfishness, contempt, estrangement, even boredom can accomplish the same thing. But even then, the faint memory that love once lived 
and animated the world brings grief unutterable. You never heard of Auschwitz, I suppose? I don't think so. You've heard of the Second World War, I suppose? In school, I think. I guess they left out the most sordid details. Or did they? I don't know. Look, uh, you want to take a look at Mrs. Vessel's garden? It's not much of a garden, but uh, here in New York, we're grateful for anything that's green. I'd love to see it. Yeah, well, come on. Uh, by the way, uh, I wouldn't mention Auschwitz to Mrs. Vessler if she wants to tell you, but she won't. She shut it out of her mind, which I guess was the only thing. You uh, ought to understand that. You've closed up your mind, too, haven't you? I guess. I just know everything went blank. Well, there's the garden. Such as it is. Oh, nice. Mostly just things in pots, you see. She couldn't afford to bring in a lot of topsoil. But I do what I can with it. Do you do you live here? No, no. I have a room in the back of the store. I help out wherever I can. What are you looking at? What's that tree? Is that a cottonwood tree? Cotton? You said uh, cottonwood? I guess it isn't. No, that's, uh, that's what's called uh, Nylanthus, the tree that grows in Brooklyn. Remember that? <laughs> no, I guess you're too young. It's funny you uh, should think it was a cottonwood tree. I don't know what made me say that. Something did. Dinner's on the table. Dan? Let's go inside, huh? I wonder why I thought it was a cottonwood tree. Oh, don't think about it right now. Some other time. Let's go have dinner. Okay. Sit down, both of you. I'll bring in the hokey pokey. <laughs> Such a funny name for Frankfurters. You're smiling a little, you know? Around the corners? Am I? It just feels good to be sitting down to dinner with someone. I felt so lost. All alone. You were lost. But it'll all come out right. You'll see. Here we are. Now, don't let it get cold. It smells good. You like to cook? Uh, I think so. I-, I can make chicken fried steak. Chicken fried? Chicken fried steak? Well, haven't you ever had chicken fried steak? Well, I can't say we have. We, we don't buy steak much. Oh, but you don't need sirloin or anything like that. Bottom round or, or any cheap cut. You, you dip it in egg and... And you fry it. Where did you have this um, chicken fried steak? I don't know. Someplace. Who uh, taught you how to make it? Someone. Must have been um, a woman. Who? I don't know. I don't know any women. I don't know anything. There's no use asking me. I don't even know who I am. All right, all right, now that all right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, you've got nothing to be sorry for. Oh, nothing at all. Look, you sleep here tonight, and tomorrow we'll figure out what to do. Maybe find you a good hospital, a a clinic, a, a doctor, somebody who knows such things as this. In the meantime, you have a place to sleep and food to eat here with me. Come on. No, eat your hokey parky.
Making goulash, Anna? You can see I am. With dumplings? Have I ever made goulash without dumplings? No such thing as goulash without dumplings. <laughs> Where's the young lady? She's lying down upstairs. You know, I took her to the clinic at lunchtime, but I couldn't wait for her there. Well, you could trust me to look after the yeah, shop. I know that. Ah, but you should see these clinics. Dozens of people, dozens of them, all waiting, waiting. And lots of them don't even speak English. You know what I bought? Hmm. Tomorrow being Sunday. No. <laughs> what did you buy? Tomorrow being Sunday. A leg of lamb. Look. Oh, hey, that's a nice leg of lamb. That's enough lamb for six people, I'd say. Or three people for two days. One day hot, one day cold. Mm -hmm. I see you're planning to be around. I'd like to help out with the young lady, if I can. Mm. If anybody can. Listen, you, you know what I did? Before she, before she came back from the clinic, see, she was there till it closed, you know. It, it was late when she saw the doctor. And when she got back here, she was just too tired to talk about it. And I didn't have a chance to tell her. Tell her what? What I did. Well, what did you do? I went through all her clothes. <laughs> Not that she had much. And that little cardboard suitcase, it didn't have hardly anything in it. But I looked at everything. A couple of sweaters and a bathrobe, a skirt, some underwear. I thought, I thought maybe a name tag, a, a label from a store, something. Yeah? And? Nothing. Oh. But then, when she came back from the clinic and went upstairs, I looked through her purse. Uh-huh. And? I don't know what I thought I'd find. I didn't find anything. Anna. Except these. Yeah, keys. Eight of them. Who carries around eight keys? Well... You carry a lot of keys, I imagine. Yeah, I'm 60 years old. Look, I, I, I got a house with a, a cellar with an attic and a, a front door and a back door. I, I got a store. It's got a storeroom. But she's 19, maybe 20. Does she look to you like the kind of young thing would have use for, for eight keys? What, a, a, a big apartment, an automobile, a place in the country? Well, does she? No, I got it with my mm -hmm. I'll tell you who walks around with a lot of keys, hmm? A person who works in an institution, that's who. They're always locking doors or unlocking them. I know. I, I have seen it in the moving pictures. <laughs> Jails, sanatoriums, asylums, places like that. Wardens carry keys, that's who. She's no warden. Come yeah. on. She could have been an inmate. Stole the keys and escaped. Couldn't she? Well, she could be. Certainly. But I don't think she is. Dinner ready? Yeah, just about. You can call her if you want. Yeah, okay. Young lady. Miss. Dinner's almost ready. Young lady. I'll be right down. Look, Anna, I'm going to ask her about the keys. Yeah, you better. But uh, don't you say anything about jails or wardens or asylums or any of that, huh? 
She may have lost a memory, but she's not a criminal. She's not crazy. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say a word. Hello, everybody. Hello. I hope I didn't wake you up. Oh, no. I was just sitting by the window looking out at the cottonwood. Uh, at the tree. Oh, you, you said you were going to lie down. Uh, I thought I saw some mistletoe. Mistletoe? In the tree. <laughs> We don't have mistletoe in Brooklyn that I know of. Oh, unless you buy it at a store at Christmas. Oh, it was a bird's nest. But just for a minute there, I thought, well, I'm going to put the goulash on the table. So you two come in as soon as you're ready, huh? Should we? No, just a second. Uh, Mrs. Veselov found these in your purse. Oh, those. They mean anything to you? I don't even know how they got there. Why would anybody carry around all those keys? I don't know. I thought maybe you might know. I don't know anybody who would do that. I certainly wouldn't. Well, don't think about it now. Let's go have dinner. Mrs. Vessel makes wonderful goulash with dumplings. Okay? Yes. Okay. And tomorrow, tomorrow's Sunday, we'll just see what we're going to have for dinner tomorrow. Something special. I bought it myself. you like church, huh? Oh, I liked it. It was all right. You think back home you used to go to church on Sunday? Maybe. I don't know. Well, don't worry about it. Listen, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to take your picture. You would? If you don't mind. Oh, I don't mind at all. So, uh, let's go out in the garden, huh? Mrs. Vesela, the young lady and I will be in the garden. I'm going to take a picture of her, okay? Okay. Just call us when the roast is ready. Okay. Stand over there by the tree. How would that be? You going to put the picture in the paper? Oh, I might do that. I just might. Uh, look right at me, okay? Or maybe give it to the police. Oh, I don't know just yet what I'm going to do with it. Don't uh, talk now and uh, give me a little smile, huh? <laughs> that ought to be a good one. Hey, uh, don't, don't move. Turn uh, sideways, kind of. Yeah, 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 that's good. I'll take another. Uh, hold your head up. That's it. Now uh, sit down there on the bench over there. We'll take one more and that'll be it. Yeah. Sit down there. Look at me. Mm-hmm. You never told me how you liked the clinic. It was all right. And the doctor? Oh, he was very nice. Ah, got it. That shot's going to be the best of the lot. So, you liked the doctor, did you? Oh, yes. I liked him. What did he say to do? He said to come back in three weeks. Three weeks? You got to wait three weeks? Well, they're very busy. He's got a lot of people to see. And you're supposed to wander around in a fog? You're supposed to live in limbo like this till he gets around to seeing you again? Hey, that's wrong. That's very, very wrong. But, but that's what he said. Well, you can't wait three weeks. I have to. Come on inside, the two of you. I'm going to put the roast on the table. We should go in. Yeah. Yeah, we better. <laughs> three weeks. Come, sit down now. Everything's on the table. Dan, you slice the roast. Uh, Mrs. Vessler, did you know the doctor at the clinic told our young friend here to come back in three weeks? Can you try that? Three weeks? Uh, 
Hold out your plate, young lady. What is that? What's what? On my plate. It's goat meat. Oh, that's lamb. I can't eat that. I never eat that. Nobody ever eats that. That's a nice roast lamb. No, you can't eat that. The wool gets in your mouth. The, the wool? From the lamb. It gets in your mouth and it sticks in your throat. Don't you know that? Well, it does no such thing. Uh, Mrs. Russell, ne- ne- never mind. Uh, give me back your plate, young lady. You don't have to eat it. I can't. I'm sorry. But I can't. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. Really. Now I know where you came from. Amnesia is a Greek word meaning forgetfulness. The dictionary tells us that amnesia may result from brain injury, shock, fever, repression, or other trauma. There are many types of amnesia, but from which one our young heroine suffers is really not our concern. For this is a story, plain and simple, nothing more. I'll return shortly with the concluding act. Make some cotton macaroni and macaroni and cheese dinner, the cheese sauce is so rich and creamy, you know they're going to like it. So please, At the end of the preceding act, Dan announced with some authority that he now knew whence the young girl with amnesia had come where her aimless journey had started that had ended incongruously in Brooklyn, New York. Equipped with some clues, which he has kept to himself, and carrying three snapshots and a set of eight keys, he has set out to discover the girl's roots. Yeah? Something you want? Uh, A little help with something, if you can. Happy to oblige. Do these uh, look familiar to you? Mm -hmm. That's straight off. Let's look at them. Well, the blanks came from the Amos Key Company. It says right here in the keys. Yes, I know. Uh, I've been trying to locate them. Well, they're in Oklahoma City. Oh, well, I haven't been there yet. I've been all through Kansas. I don't the... think I made these. They look as though they were all made at the same time. Not too long ago, I'd say. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think I remember making all these keys. How many? There's uh, eight of them. Oh, I'll remember that, but I don't. Okay, thanks. Some other town, I imagine. I'm moving on to Anadarko. I'll try there. You got some special reason? You don't mind my asking. No, no, no. I'm trying to locate somebody, uh, the person these keys probably belong to. You're not from around here, are you? I'm from Brooklyn. New York? That's right. Before that, I lived in San Francisco. Had a hardware shop there, about like this one. Is that a fact? Gave it up when I lost my family in a fire. Mm. Let's look at those keys again. That's funny. Eight keys together on one key ring. Yes, that's what I thought. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. These must belong to that woman who lives in Cadoo. Oh, where's that? Oh, 40, 50 miles from here. But I heard about her. She came here a few years ago. First thing she did was put eight locks on her front door. Eight locks? Everybody's talking about it. Eight locks. What she do was to lock two of the eight locks when she went out, you see? Any old two. She had it figured out, did a burglar try to break in? He'd go nuts trying to pick the right locks. 
course, she'd know which, too. But it'd take him an hour, maybe more, to figure it out. And by that time, somebody'd see what he was up to. She'd remember, because she'd write down the numbers on the back of her hand. Yeah, I remember the whole thing now. You know the lady's name? Don't know I ever knew it. But you just ask around Cadoo. Ask for the house of the eight locks. Anybody will know. Does she uh, have a daughter about 1920? Seems to me I heard something about a daughter. I forget what. Well, thanks. Thanks very much. Anytime. You, uh, you happen to know a good restaurant around here? Uh, I might be get a good dinner. A couple of lamb chops, maybe, and a baked potato. Lamb chops? Yes. Hardly anybody eats lamb around here. Now, if you want pork chops, pork's at the top of the list here. Okay. I'll get me some pork chops. These parts, everybody says you can taste the lamb wool. Yeah, I know. It sticks in your throat. Well, thanks again. Anytime. Mrs. Turnbull. Would you please come to the door, Mrs. Turnbull? I have some news for you. It's about your daughter, Mrs. Turnbull. Would you please come to the door? I'm not going to go away, ladies, so you'd better open the door. If you don't open the door, I'm going to get the police. Did you hear me? I want to tell you about your daughter. I'm going to stand right here until you open. Well, that's better. You, uh, Mrs. Turnbull? What do you want? First, I want to come in. I don't want to stand out here when I tell you about your daughter. What do you know about my daughter? Is it okay to come in? Well, come on in. Thanks. That's quite a system you've got there. All those locks? Hmm. Well, you never know. Better safe than sorry. I guess so. I know so. Now, what's this about Helen? Helen? Is that your daughter's name? <laughs> Don't you know? Well, she never told me her name. Picked you up in a bar, is that it? No, 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 that's not it at all. I, uh, I met her in a store where I work. It's a notion store in Brooklyn. Sells thread, needles. And... Mm, I know what notions are. Well, she bought some thread to sew the button back on her coat. I offered to do it for her, and she let me. That all she let you do? No. Huh. I thought so. She let me sew up the lining, too. Yeah? And then what? She came home to dinner. Yeah? And? With me and the woman I work for. Hmm. All this chummy stuff. And you didn't ask her name. She doesn't know her name. Traveling incognito, is that it? She doesn't know who she is. Oh, she knows perfectly well. It's called amnesia, Mrs. Huh? Turnbull. Loss of memory. She doesn't know who she is, her name, where she comes from. How come you found me here in Cadoo? Well, I've been all over the country in my time, Mrs. Turnbull. I was what you'd call a hobo. Yeah, a bum. I put certain things together. Headed west, wound up here in Oklahoma. Man, the hardware store told me about you, you and your eight locks on the door. Helen was carrying eight keys in her purse, so... Well, everything fitted together. Here are the keys. Want to try them? 
And uh, here's a picture. I took it myself. Hmm. Now, that's Helen, all right. Well? Well, what? What are you going to do about it? What am I supposed to do? Don't you want to see her? Mm, I don't mind. Tell her to come home where she belongs. Mrs. Turnbull, she has no memory. No memory of home, of you, of anything. Don't you understand? She doesn't know who she is. Oh, so tell her. It wouldn't do any good. Look, she's been going to a clinic in New York. They're very nice to her, but they can't see her too often, and they're not getting anywhere with her. Now they're thinking of using shock treatment. I don't know if you know what that is. Mm, I heard of it. It's not a very pleasant thing, Mr. Turnbull. It means being knocked unconscious. Well, if that's what she needs. Not until we've tried something or everything else. Now, it seems to me, if you were to see her, talk to her, tell her that you... Well, that you love her, remind her of things when she was little, when she was growing up. Oh, she was all right till she started growing up. She's all right now. Soon she got to be, say, 14, 15. Oh, you know the age. Then it started to be boys, nothing but boys, boys, boys. Well, all little girls think about boys. And that's why I had all those locks put on the door. So if they come sneaking around, and if she was out with one of them, I'd hear her come in. And if it was one minute after 8.30, I would give her such a belt whipping till my arm ached. I gave her a beating she didn't forget in a hurry. <laughs> till the next time, of course. Mrs. Turnbull, pack a bag. You and I are going to New York. to slice the ham? Oh, sure. I love ham. Yeah, here's the big knife. This is an awfully big ham for just two people. Oh, well, it's good cold. Sandwiches or with a salad. Mrs. Vesela, it's been almost a whole month since Dan went away. Yeah? I knew that was what you meant. Where do you suppose he is? Uh, I got no idea. Mrs. Vesela? He told me something the first night I came here. Oh, did he? About how you and he met each other. Oh, that. He said he used to drink a lot. He said he was a wino. Yeah, that's true. But you became his friend, and, and now he doesn't drink anymore. So far, he doesn't. How did you get him to stop? I said to him, do you want to live or do you want to die? I said, if you want to live, I'll help you. If you want to die, there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> I guess he wanted to live. He certainly said the right thing. I said it to myself a million times. In the concentration camp. The answer always came up. I want to live. Oh, excuse me, please. Yeah, hello? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That was Dan. He called from the phone booth on the corner. Oh, he's back. Yeah, come on, come on now. Finish carving up the ham. Mrs. Bessela, I, I, I'm so sorry about, about the concentration camp. Dan told yeah, me how... Just carve up the ham, please. If you don't want to talk about it, I... Mm. I'm like you. See, I've forgotten it. Just 
to live. Well, I may look all right to you, but that's just the outside of me. Inside. Oh, if you knew what's inside, <laughs> it's terrible. It would scare you. We won't talk about it. Look, am I cutting these slices thin enough? Yeah, fine. Very nice. Oh, look! Ben just drove up his back. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, he's got somebody with him. Dad? Dad? <gasps> Who's that? Well, Helen, what have you got to say for yourself this time? Mother. Helen, wait a second. I hate you. I hate you. You're a terrible woman. Look out. She's got a knife. Helen. <laughs> Alan, Alan, give me the knife. Come on, give it to me. Give it to me. That's it. She wanted to kill me. She's not dead. I want her dead. I wanted her dead for a long time. I remember how I wanted it. That's what you were trying to forget, eh? What's been going on out here? I've been watching from the kitchen. I tried to kill my mother. Yeah, well, it looks like you didn't succeed. Just a scratch on the arm. Ah, well, I can fix that upon it. Come on, lady. Come on inside. <laughs> know who you are now? Helen? My name... My name is Helen Turnbull. I come from Kadoo, Oklahoma. I'm 19 years old. Graduated with honors from Kadoo High School. I was valedictorian. To receive love is a wonderful thing. To give love is even better. But the fundamental, the most important thing of all is to possess and to know that one possesses the capacity both to give and to receive. To be deprived of this capacity is the greatest misfortune that can befall anyone. I'll be back shortly. No one knows precisely what love is. Though poets and philosophers have tried for centuries to define it, I doubt that any one of us has been satisfied with any of the definitions. Yet, we go on trying, don't we? Desperate to know. Desperate to feel. Desperate to find. Because we sense that without it, we are lost. Our cast included Jada Rowland, Carol Titel, Gerald Hyken, and Ralph Bell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Theater, four victims are clawed to death. The prime suspects are a cat lover and her chorus girl's sister. Listen for Kitty, starring Terry Keene on CBS Radio's Mystery Theater. E.G. Marshall will be your host for that one. That's tomorrow night, same time, 10.07, right here on KARZ.